Hey, hey, what's up, kids? You have found the Theropath Podcast. I'm your host, Xander, and it's time to get wishy. Let's do this. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Xander. You have found the Theropath Podcast, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this crazy witchy world that we have developed. Um, we are in the final, final chapter of our experience explosively massive tarot card journey um so we are quickly coming to an end um and hopefully uh you know this won't take too long i do apologize for the delay in dropping episodes you know how it goes life just gets in the way some sometimes um but i will make it up to you guys um i'm thinking a double drop so you actually might get a two for one going on here uh so this is gonna be kind of the culmination of everything that we talked about and this is gonna be kind of uh you know, um, you know, let's kind of just, you know, see what happens. Um, so I actually have, um, my Rider weight tarot deck in front of me. Uh, so if you do want to follow along, um, and you do want to grab your cards or, you know, you do want to just kind of have, you know, visuals to go along with it. Um, like I said, I actually busted out my Rider weight and as I was pulling them out, I started laughing to myself because it's like, wow, I have not used these in like a hot minute. Like it, it has been forever and a day since I read with them. Um, so this should get real interesting. Um, but like I said, we're going to do a reading. We're going to, I'm going to talk you guys through it and we're going to go from there. Uh, so like I said, if you want hit pause real quick and then we'll get set up and we'll get going. Hey, I'm Xander, and I'm a tarot card reader with over 30 years of experience. I've helped many people gain insights into their lives and make better choices through tarot card readings. Tarot cards are a powerful tool that can be used to connect your intuition and tap into your subconscious mind. The cards can provide guidance, support, and a clarity on a variety of topics, including relationships, career, finances, and personal growth. I offer private tarot card readings in person or online. My readings are tailored to your specific needs and goals, and I'll work with you to create a safe and supportive space where you can explore your questions and concerns. I'm passionate about helping people and I believe the tarot cards can be a valuable tool for the self-discovery and growth. So if you're looking for clarity or guidance on a specific issue, I would be happy to help. To learn more about my services, please contact us at ethereal-path.com or at etherealpathpgh at gmail.com or by clicking on any of the links in the show notes below. I was laughing because as I was putting myself together there, I uh, was shuffling my cards and I'm like, wow, if these cards could talk, like they have been here forever in a day. Um, so quick recap. Uh, so we've, you know, we beat the numerology thing to death, um, but I do want to go over the major arcana again real quick. Um, so again, you know, if we're look, we're talking about the fool, we're talking about new beginnings, spontaneity, potential, taking risks. This is, you know, the everyman. Um, the magician symbolizing creativity, power, manifestation, and skill. A uh, high priestess represents the intuition, mystery, duality, and subconsciousness. Um, again, you know, I like to liken these to the um, the black and white thinking that we have in the gray area. You know, the high priestess again; she's very black and white. Um, you have the two pillars behind her, and the magician is all the gray area in between. Um, you know, then you have the emperor, the empress, symbolizing um, you know fertility, abundance nurturing authority structure stability and leadership 
um, you know, the mother and father symbols, uh, the duality symbols in each of us of, you know, the masculine and feminine traits that we have, um, the Hierophant indicating tradition, spirituality, guidance, and education. Um, and if you follow the fool's journey, you know, I like to think of this as, you know, the card that represents education. Um, lovers symbolizing true love, harmony, choices, and partnership. This is, you know, when we go through that phase in our lives of, you know, we're starting to figure out, you know, who we are, what we are, what we're looking for. Uh, the chariot signifying determination, victory, and control, you know, strength representing inner strength, courage, and patience. Uh, you know, that time in our lives where, you know, we basically think we're invincible and, you know, like nothing is ever going to take us down. And then, you know, you have the hermit where, you know, it's introspection, solitude, wisdom, guidance, you know, you start looking inward, the wheel of fortune for change, cycles, destiny, justice as things start to balance out. Um, you start to think about fairness and the truth, the hangman, you know, surrendering, sacrifice, looking at things from a different perspective, letting go. Uh, death is representing transformation, endings and rebirth. Temperance is balance, moderation and harmony. The devil, temptation, materialism, bondage, the tower, um, you know, sudden upheaval, sudden change, revelation. Um, again, you know, in a quick reminder of the caveat of the cards that look bad and, you know, don't aren't necessarily always a bad thing. Um, you have the star, the sun, and the moon, which, you know, three out of the are you always um, say are like the three cards of like the levels of, of ultimate happiness. Um, so the star signifies hope, inspiration, spiritual guidance. The moon is, you know, representative of illusion, intuition, and subconscious. The sun, joy, success, and light, and vitality. Judgment symbolizing awakening, redemption, reflection, and renewal. In the world symbolizing fulfillment, completion, integration, and wholeness. Um, so again, that is just a quick recap of what is the ma what the major arcana cards um, stand for, and you know that is mainly because you know we spent so much time talking about the numerology um, of the minor arcana that you know I didn't want that to get lost in the transition. Um, so that being said, we are going to do a traditional Celtic cross reading. Um, so if you want to lay the reading out in front of you, um, go ahead. Um, you can follow along. Long. Um, now, if you're looking for a diagram, um, there I'm going to tell you right now there are there are many different ways people will lay this reading. Um, I'm going to lay it the way I have learned to be most comfortable with. I'm going to lay it um, the way that. I was always taught um, and the way that I usually teach people to read, um, but I actually um, found a, how do I want to put this, um, I found a more traditional um, layout, for lack of a better term, um, and the... I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel the two, um, and basically I'm gonna kind of read them together. Um, and the reason I'm gonna do it is because number one, I'm gonna show you kind of the differences of you know as you pick up things and as you you know work and engage in your magical studies, um, you know you're gonna find that 
you know, certain things work for you. You may have to tweak certain things to get them to work. You know, it all just kind of depends. Um, but again, I also want to give you like the traditional starting, um, place, because if you do want to follow the, the tradition and, you know, the more, um, structured or the more accepted, um, version of the Celtic cross, I should say, um, then, you know, you, ha you have the information there in front of you. Um, but like I said, if you Google it and, you know, you just go searching for it, chances are you're going to find the more traditional version. But like I said, I'm going to give you my spin on it too, as well. Um, that also, that being said, you know, that also comes into not just what the cards mean in a certain order, but also the, the order in which the cards are laid, where they're placed. But in the end, the shape is going to end up being the same. It's going to be a Celtic cross at the end. So it, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really matter. It's whatever you're most comfortable with. Okay. So that being said, first card up is going to be, um, the significator card. So now there are two ways that people will do this. Um, actually there's more than two ways, but there's two main ways people will do this. Um, so they will either choose a card out of the deck. And we did talk about this a couple episodes ago that, you know, certain cards represent different things and represent different characteristics and traits. Um, so basically people will, you know, riffle through the deck, find the card that represents them, pull that out. And that becomes card number one in the deck or in the reading, because that's, you know, the, that's representative of the person getting the reading. Um, other people will just shuffle and draw the cards. Okay. So it, if you choose to use the significator, um, again, you can have the person, you know, go back, go back a couple episodes, listen to, you know, the, what the representations of each of the cards mean. Um, you know, whatever the person is either feeling at that time or whatever they're basing their reading on, you know, that is basically what their significator card should be based on. Now, if you also want to have them pull a random card, you know, that's totally fine. Um, but this is going to be more representative of the present and kind of like what's going on right now. Um, I like the random approach just because it lends more to the storytelling and the way to go. But, you know, again, like I said, some people like to choose their own significator. Um, so, again... Like I said, if you pick it, it's basically a significator. If you kind of go for the random thing, it's more of like what's kind of going on in the present situation. So that being said, let me, and I'm going to kind of cheat here just because there is a severe lack of space in my desk area, but I'm just going to riffle and I'm going to do just a general reading and we'll kind of see where this pops out. So first card I drew was seven of swords. Um, so this can indicate, um, someone shady, um, someone kind of, you know, stealing, um, trying to get away with shit, uh, you know, basically be on the lookout for a sneaky ass person or some shady ass person, um, that's, you know, on the radar. Um, and it's kind of funny cause I can even, um, picture exactly what this meaning or what this is meaning, um, for my life. And it's just, it's kind of amusing. Um, but anywho, um, so that would be, um, the definition if we were doing the reading together. Um, so 
Moving on, your next card that you are going to lay across um, the Significator card. This is what is traditionally called the Crossroads or the Crossing card. Um, so this card reveals immediate challenges, obstacles, influences, blocking, um, challenges to the querent's goals. Um, it can also indicate choices that the querent faces. Basically, I call this the card, this is the card of opposition. So this is what's opposing you in the reading. And I got the Four of Pentacles. Um, and the Four of Pentacles is basically very representative of money. Um, so, you know, one big oppositional factor is money. So this could be a warning to look out for, you know, like shady business deals, um, you know, like don't sign any loan paperwork, things like that. Um, don't open any new credit cards, you know, like check your finances. Um, so just a kind of warning, like something shady might be up. Um, and again, totally funny based on what this is all about. Uh, so next you're going to hit up below those two cards and that is the foundation. Um, so this is traditionally, again, this is traditionally called the foundation. Uh, this card dives into the underlying factors that have contributed to the present situation. It can highlight past experience, deep-seated beliefs, hidden influences that have shaped um, the circumstances at hand. I like to call this the subconscious card. Um, so basically, when you think of the vertical bar of the cross, you're going subconscious mind at the very bottom, present situation, conscious mind at the very top, which, you know, again, we'll get to. So in the subconscious mind, um, I got the Five of Swords, um, which is actually very interesting because the Five of Swords, it can represent a bunch of things. Um, it can represent some cleanup. It can represent um, like sort of like the end of a training period. Um, if you look at the person in the background, that kind of looks like they're crying, you know, this could be just sorrow, this could be exhaustion, um, kind of really just depends on how you're reading it. But if you also quickly piggyback to our very first card, you have the seven of swords and how many swords is he stealing? He's stealing five swords. Um, so right there, you can intrinsically see the link between your subconscious mind. And so something that is going on with shady guy from, um, number one, or not even shady guy, but you know, just shady situation in card number one, um, ironically is lining up with something on the subconscious mind. So again, and when I say ironically, you know, I use air quotes and I'm using that very, very loosely because I, you know, again, I don't believe in anything ironic. Um, so now, so just like I said, the vertical crossbar is going to be, you know, the representative of the levels of your mind. The horizontal crossbar is going to be representative of past, present, future. So literally this next card is going to be the past. Um, the traditional spot for it is the recent path. Um, so this is positioned to the left of the significator. This card sheds light on the recent events or influences that have led to the current situation. It provides context and help connects the past with the present. So what happened in the past and what happened, um, you know, what is it? What is linking to the right now? Um, and I got the two of pentacles. And ironically, I'm loving the number of pentacles and number of swords that, um, and all the relationship cards. So the pen, the two of pentacles can be read in a couple different ways. Um, so it is someone who is balancing their money. It is someone who is very careful with their money. 
um, and as you can see, you know, the sea behind them is rough, um, and, you know, um, you can see the ships, you know, riding out the waves, and, but yet the person, it looks like either they're juggling their finances, but there's also, they're, you know, wrapped in that infinity symbol, so it looks like they're juggling their finances, it looks like everything's all rocky, but think of it more as a abundance card because they have it more under control than you think. Um, so, you know, this can, you know, definitely say that, you know, financial security would be something um, in the recent past that would be related to the fact that there's something financial opposing what is going on right now. Uh, so hopefully you're following along. Hopefully, you know, you haven't got too confused because, you know, we're about to hit the halfway point. Um, so again, if at any point your mind starts to go a little bit or starts to get a little bit too much, you know, by all means, take a break. Um, you know, you can always hit pause. You can always come back to it. All right. So we are at the halfway point. We're at card five. This is where we get to the crowning influence. Um, that is the traditional um, definition, um, or it is also the immediate future. So here is where my personal reading and um, the more traditional definition starts to deviate. Um, so the here's the traditional definition um, placed above the significator of this card is to provide insight as to what's on the horizon. It can indi indicates energies and influences um, that are like to, likely to impact the situation in the near future. I have found that this is more representative of what's going on in the person's conscious mind. Um, you know, so it, again, like I said, when you're going on the vertical of the crossbar, it's their subconscious mind, it's their past, or I'm sorry, it's their subconscious mind, it's the, it's the present, and then it's their conscious mind. And I happen to draw the world here. Um, so if you're reading it from a future standpoint, you know, it means basically, you know, something's going to come up that's basically going to blow the doors wide open and you're literally going to have like the world at your feet. Um, whereas, you know, if you were going to look at it through more of like the conscious mind, I would say, you know, that it would be, I, I mean, I would agree with the same definition, but I would say it was, it's more of a mental awakening than something like that you're going to get, um, it, or something that's going to, you know, come to you. Um, so as we move on to card number six, um, the traditional card there is the distant past. Um, so this is the, this card delves further into the past, revealing long-term influences, patterns, or experiences that have contributed to the current circumstances. It also touches on the querent's early life or formative years. Um, now, I, like I said, I actually see this as the future. I see the horizontal crossbar as past, present, future. Um, and you kind of may be wondering, like, you know, where the hell I got that from or, you know, um, how I came to that, especially since, you know, like the, the previous card is traditionally the future and yada, yada, yada. Um, like I said, as I have looked at different interpretations of the Celtic cross and the way cards are laid and um, the reasoning behind cards and it just molding of stories, I have found that when I read this card actually is more representative of the future than the card before it. Um, again, that is just what I have come to notice from my own personal reading. It works out a lot better for me. You will find your own way. But again, like I just wanted to give you know, you know those starting points. So 
Um, distant past, if you're going to go with the traditionalist, I drew the Knight of Wands, um, so it would be change. Um, you know, again, whenever we see a knight, we always think of change. This would be change, um, you know, wands, fire, action. Um, so this would, I would assume, be like work-related or like maybe school-related, like something... Um, something that propelled you into action. Um, now, if you're looking at it from a future, future card, um, it's something that you're going to be taking on. Um, something that, you know, you um, basically, in the way I'm reading it in the card right now, especially with the, related to the world before it, it is going to be something that is coming your way, but it's going to be basically you, up to you to decide. Like, the world literally is going to be at your feet. Like, the doors are going to be blown wide open. Um, there is a change coming, and it's all about, you know, grab the opportunity because it's not going to be there for long, and it's up to you to, you know, basically say, hey this is what I want, this is what I want my future to be, or this is the path that I'm headed on. Um, so those are what I call the big six because they represent like the core of the problem. And now we go up the side of the cross um, and basically lay the foundation. Um, so the first card, um, traditionally, this is card number seven. Um, this is going to be yourself um, or your attitude. Um, so traditionally and in my version, um, I call this the true self. Um, so this is traditionally uh, reflective of the current thoughts, feelings, attitudes regarding the situation. Um, serves as a mirror to the querent's inner state of mind and can reveal strengths and weaknesses and um, how they are approaching the matter or whatever the reading is going to be for. Um, like I said, I call this card, you know, you as you really are, like you and your true self, and I dealt the four of swords. Um, so this is a, this is a very interesting card um, because representative of the true self, this is someone who is at peace and what's funny is it's that you're looking at um basically a sarcophagus you know the three of swords which again has that very visceral the heart has been punctured reaction um this is someone who has not only removed the swords but they're laying on top of the sword because you can see there's one on the on the coffin um that you know is representative of what they have overcome but to me this is not um representative of death um this is not representative of um you, you know or it well i guess it would be representative of death in a way but not in that not in like a negative way like more representative of that whatever the heartbreak that was felt in the three of hearts um has been put to rest um the heart has been healed basically um i know that was kind of like a long way of going about it but that's it, it it's almost kind of like an effigy and that's kind of i think that's kind of like the word i was looking for um, so, you know, I, I don't see it as, you know, a crypt or the person dying. I see it more as an effigy to the heartbreak and basically the heartbreak has officially been buried. It has been put to rest. Um, so now we go one card up and we're going to external influences from, from the traditional reading. So this is positioned, um, 
according to the traditional influences, it's to the right of the significator cart, um, highlighting external factors, people affecting the situation, um, often points to relationships, external events, challenges posed by others. Now, like I said, when I lay the cards, this is the this is the this is the four cards going up the right hand side. So I just go seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, so I would be laying this directly above the you as you really are card because I define this as you as other people see you. Um, and in a way that kind of lends to the external influences, um, through the fact that this is other people's perspective. This is an outside source. This is how you're being viewed. I happen to draw the sun. Um, so that's this would actually be an amazing, um, reading for someone because, um, basically you're being viewed as the breath of fresh air. You're being seen as, um, you know, what's gonna, you're, you're going to be the one to come in and save the day. Basically, you're going to be that second set of eyes that has been so sorely needed. Um, and just, you know, everything is going to work out. Um, so great card to have there. Um, nine is traditional hopes and fears. Um, this card can uncover the queerance hopes and fears related to the situation, providing valuable insights into the emotional state and concerns, um, dwell, delving into the queerance aspirations and potential limitations. I see it as, um, things that are either working for or against you, you know, so it's basically like, is something good coming your way? Something bad coming your way? Um, I just drew the Knight of Pentacles. Good card, fucking great card, actually. Um, basically means there's going to be a change in your financial situation. Knights are always signif significant of good changes. Um, so basically, money is coming in someone's way. Um, hopefully my way, hopefully your way if you're listening to it, but, um, I'm loving this reading so far. Um, and 10 final card, um, outcome of the reading, you know, and pretty much everyone agrees. And, you know, even with, you know, my own personal, um, you know, views and, um, the way I read, I even call this the outcome card. Um, so it is the final card of the spread. It offers a glimpse of the potential resolution, basically, if everything goes on the current trajectory, um, what is going to happen? Um, and, you know, it can also be representative of, you know, what is the querent looking for or, you know, what is their ultimate destiny? And I actually just drew justice. Um, so, again, great fucking card to have. Basically, like, um, you know, a fair, equitable, happy, good time and, you know, with balance and harmony and things being exactly the way they should. Um, so like I said, if I was giving that reading to someone, you know, I would say that is a pretty phenomenal reading. Um, and that my dear, 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 dearest, dearest fucking puppies and friends and all that brings us to the end of the tarot cards. Um, so yeah, so again, um, I know this was a very long topic. I know there was a lot to talk about. I know there was a lot to go over. And the sad part is we are still not even done because we haven't even talked about other spreads. Um, we, there's still so much more to talk about, but I am calling, uh, 
pause and inaudible at this point because I cannot talk about tarot cards any longer. And plus, there is a certain holiday that is coming up, and I want to do a double drop episode. So, surprise, that is my gift to you and my apologies for um, not um, dropping an episode over the past couple weeks. I am actually going to drop another episode right about now. The Ethereal Path Podcast is hosted by me, Xander, and is owned by Ethereal Path, LLC. The show is recorded, produced, and hosted on Spotify for podcasters. You can find us on the web at www.ethereal-path.com. Don't forget the dash. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Wisdom as Ethereal Path, and on X as at Ethereal Path PGH. This is also our email address, etherealpathpgh at gmail.com. DMs are open on all of our platforms. The Ethereal Path Podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Radio Public, Podcasts, and all other major podcasting platforms. Links can be found in our show notes. As always, please be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Every one of those clicks makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening, and blessed be.